0: So, we've been in a series uh, on Sunday morning entitled, And They Overcame. And they overcame. And we've been talking about a number of things that the Bible really clearly shows us that help us and empower us to overcome. Last week we talked about how that angels work on our behalf and they empower us to overcome in situations. Our foundation scripture has been in Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of what they said, of their testimony. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of what they say. Today, in this series of, and they overcame, this message is i believe one of the most important messages that there is today because without the peace of god and the confidence in god and without entering into that place of rest there's there's no promises fulfilled and it's not like God's withholding things from our life it's the way he set it up and so the subtitle of my message today is they, over, they overcame with perfected peace we overcome on a daily basis when peace is perfected on the inside of us the Bible says that in In Isaiah chapter 53, and I think in the fifth verse, the Bible says, And the chastisement of my peace, of your peace, was upon him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The Bible clearly reveals to us that he is the prince of peace. In other words, He is peace personified. He is perfected peace. And and without this peace in our heart, and without this peace being like a weapon that we're able to use, we find ourselves constantly disturbed and emotional and frustrated and lacking victory in our life because relationships and circumstances in life are getting the best of us and in this series we've talked a lot about the devil and demons and we've made it very clear in scripture that the devil is defeated that Jesus is Lord, that He's on top and, 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 and the enemy is underneath. He's defeated. He's a defeated foe. But if you and I are constantly living our lives second-guessing that and second-guessing the fact that what, he, what Jesus produced is not really working for us, if we're constantly second-guessing that, then He has opened doors to Maneuver his way into your thinking and convince you that he's more real than what God says is true. And he's working overtime to convince you that what God has promised you, God is not big enough to really, he's not real enough. The stories of the Bible are just stories. It's not, it's not really real. You really can't take stories of the Bible and apply them to your own life and, and, and make those stories work and he, he works overtime to convince people not to believe the word but to be moved by what they see and, and the world tells us the only way that you can believe in something is when you see it. The only, the only time that you can believe for something to happen or come to pass is when you actually see it. You can't believe in something that you can't see. The world has taught us that, it's taught all of humanity that, and, and, and it was taught through the ideas and the lies of the enemy, because God thinks totally opposite. Seeing is in the believing. And, and so today, we're going to look at a few verses of Scripture, and I, I, I want to just show you a couple things about this perfected peace being manifested in our lives and on our behalf and how it will cause us to overcome. And I want to read to you a couple things that I I wrote down here. This this peace isn't something that is so deep. You know, to, to understand the peace of God and the spiritual side of the peace of God is not so deep to the point that you will never have problems again. But that what this peace represents to you and I is this revelation that when problems come and situations that I'm faced with, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I can do this and be at peace with it. Not be in a place of emotion and unrest and frustration, but being at a, at a place of being at peace with the fact that I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. And when I, when I come to that place of peace, in knowing that I can do this because of what he what he has accomplished. See, we overcome because of what the blood accomplished. Number one, and then by the result of what we say, but then we have to believe that what we say is really true and it really will come to pass or it can't work for us because the Bible says so. So being established in this perfect peace is really vital. In Romans 16, I want you to see this. Romans 16 And verse 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. When? What does shortly mean? <laughs> so, if you and I are always expecting the peace of God to crush the acts of Satan, the thoughts, the ideas of Satan, when? When? Shortly, you're faced with something, you're dealing with an issue or a situation, and what needs to be crushed in that situation, in your thought life, is the way the devil thinks about, us, about one thing or another, because he's constantly coming, the Bible says he prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Who's the one he's going to devour? The one that is riding the fence on whether God is true or what we see is true. That's who he's looking for, constantly looking for it. And listen, we're, we're all there. We've all been there. We're all faced with it all the time. Bible doesn't say that we don't have problems. The story in Matthew 8 didn't say when he talked about the two different um, grounds or soil or, or foundation on those two different foundations, the wind and the storm came against both of them. So storms come, so we're not free of storms but we can become storm-proof people. Amen? Where when storms come, we don't have to allow the storms to overtake our lives because we're in perfect peace. Everybody say, perfect peace. See, see, there's a peace of the world, but it's not perfect. But the peace that Jesus Christ and His blood paid for for me is perfect peace. And you know what that means? Is that there's nothing missing... In that peace. In other words, every time I need it, it's there. And every time I need ideas and wrong ideas crushed, it comes from the God of peace. And from me learning to develop peace in the moment and in the situation. Amen? Perfect peace. <clears throat> I'll tell you this your victory will never come from how intelligent or even how emotional you can be. But your victory comes from learning to not be moved by your circumstances and not be moved by the people or the relationships that you have with others. Because I'm telling you, right relationships are where all the battle is All of the battle in your life is is in the relationships that you have. Family members, friends, acquaintances, that's where all the battle is and resides. And the enemy wants to lie to you about the relationships that you have that you're not able to get through those or get over those or deal with situations that come through people where spouses are concerned or close friends are concerned. You know, uh, I've, I've a good friend that he and I were best friends from the time we were about five years old. His mother was elementary school teacher. She was my school teacher when I was young and, and, uh, we grew up in the same town and I taught him golf. And so he learned to play golf and, and, uh, my dad, my dad was a golf teacher and taught him how to play, and we became best friends, and we did everything together. I mean, every, you know, every memory that I have from high school, this guy is involved in it because we did everything together, and uh, we graduated high school, and we both had golf scholarships to play golf at different colleges, and he went one way, and I went another way. Today, he's the golf coach at the University of Texas, and and uh, we we see each other every once in a while, and we talk to each other. And going to go have dinner. We're going to have dinner with our wives here in a few weeks, and just spend some time together. And uh, but it was interesting about that relationship. We were best friends. And uh, when 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 I got married, my my best friend heart was still with my bud. And so we'd go back and forth, and, and then I, I'd, I was born again, and I kept hearing teaching about, well, your wife needs to be your best friend. And, uh, ah, but, you know, I mean, she's a woman, and that's a guy. i got to have a good guy friend, you know. And i got to have a number of good guy friends because that's what, you, that's what you're taught, that you have to have good friends, and, and good friends are vital, and they're important. But this, this best friend thing is highly overrated. Amen. Because what happens with best friends is that if y- your best friend tries to be friends with someone else, what happens? Conflict. Oh, big-time conflict. Because, see, we're connected. You know, and, 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 and you, you become connected and have soul ties with people of the same sex doesn't mean there's anything necessarily weird and wrong with that but what happens is you you have soul ties of that person to the place where it causes things in you to begin to come out when they do things that you don't like and so what can happen is is that in this best friend world you can begin to stray and and have offenses with each other and that's what happened with my best friend from high school we got married and and he got, I got married, and he got married, and then we separated, and then we didn't talk to each other for years. And, the, and there were issues that were there, and, and I had to get over that and get past it so we could be friends. Again, just be acquaintances and enjoy each other's friendship. And God doesn't want you to be so tied down with anybody other than a mate with anybody in life that creates conflict and destruction because God wants you to be His friend. In fact, He calls you friend. You are a friend of God. Say that. I am a friend of God. God created you to be His friend. He wants to be friends with you. And so many times, the conflict and issues that we have with each other and with other friends, keep us from being able to have true discernment about who God is and what God is saying does. Because we're constantly battling and stirred up about what other people think. And God wants us delivered and set free of that. And to do that, it takes perfect peace. And to live in a place of perfect peace. Matthew... Here's a great story, an example of the way Jesus operated. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8 and verse 23. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. This is Jesus. And suddenly a great Tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him, and he awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Who can this be? Well, when I was on the Sea of Galilee, right where this storm supposedly was, at least our guide told us that, right where this storm was, they said it was, it was similar to like, like hurricane-style forces. in in the middle of the Jordan. And this happened often, is what they said. So here they are in the ship, and this storm comes. I don't know about you, but but, uh, if a storm blew through Kerrville right now at Hurricane Forces, I think I might wake up. (laughs) Right? But he was asleep. (laughs) I mean, he was sawing logs in the ship. And, and the, si- the boat that we were on was supposedly about the same size of boat. And if there was hurricane force winds blowing in through the Jordan in that boat that we were in, I mean, it would wake anybody up. But the question was, who is this man that even the winds and the sea obey him? I'll tell you who he is. He's the Prince of Peace. He wasn't disturbed because there were storms. He wasn't disturbed because things were being stirred up all around him. And they came and they said, Man, don't you care about us? Here we are, we're fixing to die, and you don't even care. And he said, How is it that you have no faith? See, when we're constantly moved and stirred up in our emotions by what other people do and how other people treat us and how other people think or say, when we're constantly stirred up, we're not in peace. And when you're not in peace, you have no authority. When you're not in peace, you have no authority. Who is this man? That even the winds and the sea obey him? Notice, notice, he didn't preach half of the Old Testament to the storm. What did he say? Peace. Be still. Shut up stop settle down now when you have no peace when you have no peace when there is no peace you have no authority peace is the proof of your victory peace is the proof of your victory that you are victorious peace is the proof of your victory. Amen? Philippians 1 and verse 28. I'll just back up to 27. Um, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent... I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28. And, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. And in no way terrified. I like what the Amplified says here. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents or your adversaries do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents or your adversaries see see your opponent your adversary the devil is looking to see what's going to happen when somebody says something to you that Pushes a button in you, and if you have somebody that maybe is a friend, or somebody that is an acquaintance, or a family member, or somebody, and they say something to you that makes you feel like that they're leaving you out, or they're not considering you, or they're or they're they're saying something, and your mind starts thinking, well, well, what do they mean by that? Well, well. Well, you know, you you get off the phone, maybe you're talking to them or you're in their presence and and you leave that situation and all of a sudden your mind starts, (laughs) well, did they, did they mean this? Did they think that this? Well, my gosh, how could they say something like that to me? And within, within 15 minutes, if you pay attention to your mind and your thoughts, in 15 minutes, You can have that person saying things that they never even thought in 15 minutes or less. And where does that thing come from? The lack of peace. The lack of peace. Now, I said this to you a while back, and I'm going to say this to you again. What? Well, I've said this in regards to something else, but I'm applying it to the Peace. The only thing that can establish this perfect peace on the inside is knowing how much that God loves you in spite of you. Say this after me. God God loves loves me. me. When, when, When that revelation becomes a part of you. And it's not going to just change overnight. When you don't feel that way, it's not going to just change. It's going to change through meditation and beginning to speak things that the Word says about you versus what your mind is saying. Because the enemy is using your mind to talk you out of things, and he's using other people, really, who are a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, people are innocent. Well, you know what? They know, she knew exactly what she was saying. He knew exactly what he was saying. Yeah, he said that. And I, he. And see, so you start, you start, when you start moving like this, you know you're in, you, you're in not a good place. Your head starts bobbing back and forth. Well, they just. Hmm? And l- listen, I'm not saying that people didn't hear themselves say what they said but i'm convinced in most situations over 95% of the time i'm convinced the people have no idea how you're taking what they say and that's how much that the devil is involved and demon spirits are involved who have been defeated and have no right and authority they operate because of the ignorance and the lack of understanding, as we were talking about during offering, the lack of understanding that born-again people have or the lack of development that born-again people are not involved in. You can get born again, but you never if you're not developing your faith and confidence in God, you will never step into this place of the peace of God. See, when you're in perfect peace, it doesn't matter what anybody says or what anybody thinks. Because Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the I mean, the, the, the manifestation of perfected peace is who Jesus was. When everybody forsook Him, when everybody turned their back on Him, when everybody lied about Him, when everybody spit on Him and expected and believed the worst in Him, Father, forgive them that don't know what they're doing. Well, bless God, they know exactly what they're doing, huh? I've had people tell me after they've watched the Passion of the Christ that how that you know they just they just don't like Roman people. I don't know those Jews. I've had people say it to me, angry at the Jews because of what they did. They know exactly what they did. Now Jesus said, "Forgive them." They don't know what they did. They don't know what they were operating in, and how deceived that they really were. See, but when you're in perfect peace, what happens is you have true discernment. But when you're not in perfect peace, and you're listening to all kinds of voices, you're listening to all kinds of people, and you're believing the worst of people and situations, then your discernment level is way low. In fact, your discernment level is in the evil realm. Not that you're evil, but you're operating in the demonic realm because you're listening to the voices in your head instead of believing the voice of the Spirit. And the thing about the voice of the Spirit is it's a still, small voice. You know, He's a gentleman, and he won't force his way in. And if you don't purpose to listen to him and allow the Word to become a voice to you, this Word on the printed page is really not a whole lot better than the Webster's Dictionary. I mean, it is but not a whole lot, because if it doesn't become a voice to you, you won't believe it, and it won't produce anything in your life. See, the difference in this and the Webster's is this has the potential to produce life. The Webster's doesn't. And what we do with it day to day and how we allow voices that we entertain to rule and control what we do is what will determine the outcome of of our lives and whether we're walking in authority and getting results in the things that we're declaring. I don't know about you, all I want is results. All I want is results. Peace is your spiritual authority. The peace of God, that perfected peace, is your spiritual authority. Don't forget that. Look at Luke 4. A couple more passages here. Luke 4 and verse 1. Watch this. Gosh, this is good. I love this. I'm just going to read these first 13 verses real quickly. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority, everybody say authority. All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. See how dumb the devil was right there? He didn't realize who he was talking to. He was talking to the Prince of Peace, who all authority was given to. It just hadn't happened yet. See, if he was a smart devil, he would acquit all that stuff and just let Jesus live and then die instead of taking him out. See, but he was a dumb devil. Everybody say dumb devil. Okay. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and, your, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered, and he said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said you shall not tempt the Lord your God, and when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Why? Because he could get nowhere. Why? Why? If you notice Jesus, this is right after his baptism, 40 days in the wilderness, being tempted, being led by the Spirit of God. What did he do out there for 40 days? He listened. He listened. For 40 days he listened. And when those voices came about turning the stones into bread, he chose to listen to no other voice than the voice of the Spirit. And when he listened to the voice of the Spirit, what came out of his mouth was the word that needed to be spoken at the right time. The next thing that happened, the next thing the devil brought to him, the next thing the devil hid him at one of his weakest points. He was hungry. Well, man, you, you supposedly—if you, you are who you say you are—turn those rocks into stone. So, or, I mean, turn those rocks into bread so you can eat. Rocks into stones. <clears throat> stones and rocks are different. <clears throat> turn those rocks or stones into bread so you can eat. Hit him at his weakest point. Man, he was hungry. If you hadn't eaten for forty days, you'd be hungry too, right? But all he was doing in those 40 days was learning. He was led by the Spirit because what God was doing was teaching him now how to hear from the third part of God. And it was the Holy Spirit's, it was the Holy Spirit who he had to learn to hear and listen to, just like you and I have to learn to listen to. Because without the voice of the Spirit and without hearing the voice of God, you're going to listen to all those other voices and all those other voices that tell you things to do that will lead you astray and keep you out of peace and keep you in conflict and keep you emotional. Listen to me. Listen. I know this by experience. If you live your life reacting to other people's emotions, you will never experience the peace of God. And you will never experience the authority that God created you to live. I'm going to say it again. If you are constantly reacting to the emotions of other people's lives, you will never live victorious in an authority that God created you to live in. You have to replace reaction. I say over myself every day, I am not reactionary. I am not a person that reacts to situations. I speak that over myself every day. I'm a person who is consumed in perfect peace. So when somebody does something, says something, reacts a certain way, doesn't mean I have to react to what they're reacting, right? And if you don't practice that with people around you, you'll stay constantly stirred up and believing the worst in people instead of obeying the, the, the great commandment of God to love your neighbor as you love yourself, to walk in that place of love. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Who may have ever heard of Psalm 23? Oh yeah. It's just, there's a blessing every time I read it. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4. Though, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for God is with me. His word and his spirit, they comfort me. Rod and staff, his word and spirit. His word and his spirit, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? David? What David was saying here is that the peace of God rules over my heart and my mind. For you and I to fear no evil when we walk through things, and listen, I promise you, you will walk through things. You will face things in life. But when we face them, we walk through them in the perfect peace. If we're immersed in His Word, what I mean by that is we're developing relationship with God through His Word to where His Word becomes a voice to us. See, when when I say something out of my mouth, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We want to think that saying that verse is going to establish us in victory. Well, I said that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. But what we don't realize is that when you speak something like that, I mean every devil in hell gets stirred up. You know why? Because they're going to come after you to see if you really believe that or not. So see, if I say that but I don't develop a belief system in that, then what I do is I'm constantly entertaining devils. Here, come on in. <whistles> <whistles> come on in. See, because I say that all the time, but I'm choosing not to believe that. I say it all the time, but I'm not, I'm not learning to rest in that. I say that all the time, but I'm not allowing the peace of God to so rule in my heart that I don't have to say it 14 times in a row trying to convince myself that it's going to work. I say it, and there's perfect peace. So if I can do all things, if greater is he that is in me than what I face right here. And Father, I just worship you right now. I begin to thank you that your word is true that the word is working mightily in this situation. If you're for me, then nobody can be against me. And Lord, I just choose to rest. And Lord, I pray, let's, let's just say it's somebody that is coming against you or saying something about you. Lord, I just pray for those people. I pray that their eyes be opened up and enlightened, that they can see clearly in their lives. And then, what do you do? You go on with your life. You don't have to miss three days of work. Because you're so upset because somebody said something ugly about you. (laughs) i got to look on my Facebook page. I just put something up a little while ago. Hold on. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, I just got to make sure I'm saying it right. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Aristotle. Only one way to avoid criticism. What was it? Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. So, if you want to be something, you're going to be criticized. And, you know, we got to develop backbone, some spine, some tough skin, and be able to handle the junk that's in people. So when they deliver stuff and we are, we're, we're catching it, we can walk in love and look past that person and believe God for the good in them. I mean, if you want to be in authority and you want to live on top and not underneath, it's going to take the perfect peace. It's the only, that is the reason that Jesus was effective in any and everything that it. No, no, he was the son of God. No, no, no. No, he, he wasn't victorious because he was the son of God. He was victorious because he was the son of man, okay? The second Adam, son of man, who Heard the voice of the Spirit and did everything that the Spirit said. He said, I only do those things that I hear and I receive from my Father. Only those things. And I'm just telling you, same Spirit that was in Him is in us. And you and I can do and live our lives where we only do what Father says. And not listen to the lies of the enemy that try to stir us up in these different relationships that we have. You need to have lots of relationships. You need to be in connect groups here at Gates. They're starting this next month. or No, it's already March. They're starting this month. You'll be called on the... You need to be a part of connect groups because you need to connect in relationship and you need to be practicing your faith with, you know... I mean, I'm not saying there's any unlovely people in this body. (laughs) Nobody in this body has any attitude whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, there may be some... Some people, unchurched people that you bring into your connect group because we've opened it up to that. So it, it's probably just those unchurched people. <laughs> right. And I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> Amen? Because you need to be practicing your faith. I'm almost done. Man, I need to be done in three minutes. Okay. But then, but then... Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You know, here's the thing. Listen to me when I say this. The battles, the battles that you are in should become nourishment and spiritual growth to you. Because he sets a table before you in the presence of the enemies that you face. So your battles should become nourishment and spiritual growth. Not one defeat to the next, one victory to the next. Man, you ought to come out of something that you face with somebody. And and you know what? You're not going to always just come out of something in two weeks. You understand? This thing may linger on because of the person that you're dealing with. It may linger on for the next two or three years. But you can be at peace no matter how it is with other people. And what should happen, what should happen to us is that table that is set before us cause nourishment to come to us and spiritual growth like what we've never known. Now, I'll end with this. Psalm 110 and verse 1. Psalm 110 and 1. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Let me, this is repeated a number of places. In the Bible, in in the New Testament, let me just read one of them. It's Acts 2 and 34. Go back and read this. For David did did not ascend into the heavens, but he says to himself, in, in Acts 2, 34, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ." until the enemy be made a footstool for my feet. Watch this. Here's the thing I want you to see. At the right hand of the Father is where Jesus sits, and he represents you and I. So it's not you that the devil's afraid of, it's Christ in you. It's not you that demons flee from even in what you say it's Christ manifested inside of you the peace of God manifested inside of you the knowing manifested inside of you coming out of your mouth and you're resting in what you say and it works just like it worked for him because it will it does and it will always be that way he's the same yesterday today and forever can you say amen so When is the enemy a footstool for my feet? In my life, when I'm in perfect peace. He's already paid the price. But in my life, what he paid for won't work if I'm not in that that perfect peace. And then the second verse, and I'll end with this one. The Lord shall send the rod of, of your strength out of Zion, which is the church. Everybody see that up there? That last sentence, read it with me. Ready, read. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Now, say it like this. I will rule in the midst of my enemies because of the blood of Jesus and the words of what I say. (laughs) Someone shout amen. Come on. I'm telling you today, God has created us to be able to live beyond our circumstances. Everybody sitting in here today, listen to me, and you leave here encouraged by this. Everybody sitting here today has a situation or two or ten that has you stirred up on a regular basis. In something, someone that you deal with, or some situation that is affecting you, and the reason that you're affected is because in that area, you are not operating in perfect peace. There's only one perfect, and that's Him. But His perfection is represented at the right hand of the Father. And you know where I am? (laughs) That's where I choose to be. If He said... He represents me there, then that means I'm represented at the right hand of the Father. So wherever he is and whatever he had a right, whatever he had a right to because he was the son of man, the perfected son of man, he came to be the example of what you and I could actually do and and have a right to where the kingdom of God is concerned. If that's what he says is so and I'm represented there, then that's where I am and I choose to be nowhere else, and every time I get stirred up and uprooted and and moved by emotion and somebody says something and and tries to affect my mind, what kicks in is practice. Because, see, if emotion kicks in, I'm not in peace. And emotion will not develop peace. when When I step back from the situation... And I begin to pray in the Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and the ability to pray in other tongues. And I begin to pray in the Spirit and I begin to listen to the voice of the Spirit the way Jesus listened to him. Then when the storm comes and the attack comes against my mind, phew, shut up. God says shut up. We used to tell our kids when they are little, don't say shut up. Somebody would say shut up, and one time Laura was somewhere, and she says, don't say shut up. (laughs) God tells the devil to shut up. You know how he shuts him up? With his word. All Jesus heard when the devil tempted him was thus saith God. And if you and I begin to hear that and practice it when this stuff comes against us... (laughs) Man, we have the right to walk in peace. And I, I don't know about you, but man, I, I've been, I've I've struggled at this. I just tell you right now, I've struggled at it to where, man, it's taken me all day. And by the end of the day, I'm so worn out from just that. I'd rather dig ditches for 14 hours than than sometimes battling in my mind with the stuff. You know what I'm saying? But man, you stay with it and you practice it and you stay with it. It becomes a part of you, and something comes like. That. I'm not listening to that. That's a, you lying dog. Huh? In fact, I'm going to go buy that guy a new car right now. I'm going to be a blessing instead of part of the problem. Amen. Hmm? It's easy to be a part of the problem and you just give in. It's tough to go against the flow. So remember, today, we overcome. By what the blood accomplished and the word of what we say that we believe that we are in perfect peace about. So just keep developing. Oh, Pastor, I'm not. No. I mean, I'm saying everybody in here today, myself included, has things that come against your mind that try to attack you and stir you up and keep you at unrest. Just practice. Practice the word every day and watch what happens. Amen. Father, we thank you today for that perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whew. Now, we're not, we're, not here, we're not here on this planet by ourselves. We are here to operate in dominion and authority the way you created Adam and Eve to live in the garden. Through Jesus Christ, the second Adam, you have established us now to walk in dominion and authority. But today we declare that that perfect peace will rule over our hearts and minds and that that perfect peace will empower us and give us authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us or harm us in any way. Today, Father, I pray for your people. I pray for every household that's here today. I declare that these people who are represented at your right hand in all authority and power and dominion are overcoming because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And they're overcoming because of a greater understanding and revelation of what they say and believing that what they say is true. Today, Lord, I declare that the enemy is defeated over their minds, over their houses, over their finances, over their health. The enemy is defeated over them thank you for total and complete restoration in people that have been robbed and stolen from and that where situations appear to have no answers Jesus is the answer I bless you father today honor you and I thank you